Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to talk about thinking outside the box. I know that's a term that's used so much, um, but boy, in our industry, it's so important. My my biggest nightmare would be um, every house looking the same. Ugh. I mean, and, and okay, famous designers that we know, you look at the houses and they kind of all do look the same. <laughs> but I think that's um, that that's not a good thing to me. I don't want everyone looking like walking in and saying, oh, this, you know, Chelsea did this house. I want people to walk in and say, what a beautiful house. Like I want it to reflect the customer. I want it to reflect them. I want people to walk in and say, oh, this is so you. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted. You know, I imagined your house to look like. It's beautiful. It, it fits your personality. That to me, um, being an artist is more important. So this all came up this week. Um, David, who you've met and who had worked at Pottery Barn, previously, you know, when he first came in and I first hired him, he'd said he only designed the one style. I mean, Pottery Barn, you can walk into a house and you know when it's Pottery Barn. You, They have the same furniture for so long. You'll recognize items. You'll recognize a look. And he wanted to be able to, to branch out. Well, he's been here for a few months now and he has this great couple that he's working with. Um, it's two gay men they live in Seattle, um, and when he went to their house, he he was really kind of thrown for a loop because they had every room in the house painted a different color. And I'm not just talking like different shades of beige or different shades of gray. One, the dining room is mint green, and it's a beautiful mint, <laughs> but it's mint green. The adjoining living room is a gray color. One bedroom, which is a Patsy Cline theme, is pink. He's got a Loretta Lynn theme room, which is yellow. And it's funny because, you know, at first David was really, like he was frustrated. Like, how am I going to tie all this together? How am I going to pull this together? And um, he did, which I think is a great story. He did ask them, you know, do you have a a piece of art that inspires you? Do you have a piece of art that you just love? Um, Because your house needs to tell a story and I want to see something that inspires you so that I can maybe, maybe that could be, you know, the the jumping off point for us to, to really make this house cohesive. And they showed him this giant, um, it was a nude male. <laughs> and he's, he's, I just love this painting. I love it. And he's looking over and down. I love everything about it. <laughs> David said, normally he would say, well, what is it you like about this painting? But <laughs> it was kind of obvious what was, what everyone liked about the painting. That being said, so David's been working on this project for the last week and, um, you know, the furniture he picked out was beautiful, but he was still, he was just not happy with it, right? Because it wasn't, they had such a mix of traditional, you know, beautiful antiques and traditional furniture, but then they had a couple mid-century modern pieces and then they had this rainbow of paint. And so it was throwing him and he was kind of getting, you know, mad and frustrated, like, oh, I just don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. Should I go traditional? Should I go modern? Should I... And I had to stop him and say, wait a minute, you're a designer, right? You need to design this. You need to create art. You need to make this look like like an artist's palette and create whatever you want. I said, I hope I see some leopard print in here. I said, you need to think outside the box. He was like, you're right. Yeah. So this morning, 
um, I was getting ready and I thought, you know, I need to get out my traditional home magazines. I, I do love magazines. I know everyone else looks at Instagram and Pinterest and I look at Pinterest a bit, but I tend to see the same thing, right? You look at Instagram and all of the houses, all of the rooms, I mean, it's in what's in, in style, you know, it's trendy, but they're all the same. And that doesn't excite me. As a designer, as an artist, I need more creativity, some forward thinking, some uniqueness. And and so I was explaining to David, the best designers take the furniture and the art and the pieces that clients have and that they love, and they combine them in a way with balance and scale and texture and pattern, and they create a well-designed house, right? And that's to me, that's timeless. Great design is timeless. You should never walk in and say, oh, this was done in the early 2000s, and I can tell it looks like, you know, and I won't um, name designers who are kind of um, guilty of this. But to me, having a designer is about expression. And so if you're not thinking outside the box, then what are you doing, right? Creating monuments to yourself. You're just cookie cutter houses. And that's boring. So again, this morning, I'm going through magazines. I went and got my traditional home and some El Decor, old school, right? And um, I try not to go back too far, usually four years, because I do I do want to stay you know, somewhat up on trend. But I, I look for that good design, right? Not just a pretty room, but but what's a room that's well-balanced and they they may use, you know, crazy bold colors and mix patterns, but it's well-balanced. It's a beautiful room. You would love to sit in there and have, you know, a glass of wine or, or a dinner party. And um, so I found a bunch of magazines and I found some pictures. We're going to post them so you can see what they look like. But this is, this was my inspiration. And so I showed him to David this morning. He was very appreciative. So thank you for, for thinking of me. Of course, I never stop thinking about design. I'm always thinking about. So yeah, here this morning, I'm blow drying my hair and I have the magazines and I'm drying and I'd flip a page and I'm drying and I'd flip a page. I have to be multitasking. But that's what keeps it fresh, right? That's what keeps your design, that, that instinct that we have to create beautiful spaces. You have to keep looking for inspiration, You know, sometimes it is going to an art gallery. Sometimes it's walking through nature, um, wherever you find inspiration. But I really encourage you, don't, you know, you may have a favorite brand or a favorite designer that you follow, but be careful not to get sucked into that cookie cutter. You know, don't let that define you. Look at this career that we have as a whole. You know, we get this joy of getting into someone's house and getting to know them. And getting to know, you know, I want to know what they're, you know, if they if they like a certain color, you know, why? Does it remind them of their grandma's house? Does it remind them, you know, I love touches of mid-century modern, but that reminds me of growing up in the 70s. Uh, you know, I, I'm bringing back nostalgia, but it's something that resonates with me. And so finding what that is with your client, finding, you know, tapping into just beyond what colors do you like or... Um, you know, how many seats do you want? How many people do you want to have at the party? But really tap into to who they are. You know, are they shy? Do they do they want, you know, muted colors or understated? Maybe they have a really stressful job and when they get home they need to 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 unplug. Well the house the house should reflect that. 
You know, then you, you need to paint in soft browns and pinks, right? Those are your calming colors. Soft greens, those colors relax you. If it's a young couple that's just starting out their family and they talk about they want to have barbecues and they want to, you know, have dinner parties and, well, then maybe push them a little into some color, into some some really extreme textures, things they hadn't thought about before. Because um, even our, our customers just see the same thing over and over and over. So you need to get out there and find inspiration. Notice everything. Right? Again, when I'm walking down the street, I'm looking at, you know, we've got old vintage storefronts and, um, you know, architectural lines and where did they balance things? You know, where's their pattern? Is there symmetry? Is it asymmetrical? What appeals to me? And those are things that I'm going to use in my designs. And don't just look at the same Instagram, right? Don't just follow the same people. Stretch a little, I guarantee you, you start to look at things you think, oh, you know, first, oh, I would never do that. But the more you get out in the art world, the more you get out in the design world, and you really start to see, you know, different homes from different cultures, from different countries, from different lifestyles, um, and, you know, see what are the, what are the pieces that I like? What are the things that worked? You know, is it a balance of, you know, two matching sofas, but then, you know, crazy art on the walls? Is it, um, you know, really serene and maybe it's an Asian influence with, you know, a meditation area or a rock garden or a sand, you know, all of these things, to me, that's the exciting part about being a designer is every client is different. Every house will be different. Every project is different. And that's also why I don't always um, post pictures of the projects because I don't, I don't want people to get stuck on, oh, well, I would never do that. Yeah, but my client loved it. I tapped into what they wanted and that's what we were expressing. It's not for everyone. Not everyone wants that four foot tall green plastic cactus that I always bring back because that was the hardest thing I ever had to design around. Um, or the purple room or the couple that wanted it like a um, like a castle and they wanted you know, big shields on the wall and velvet drapes. And um, those are the projects that I'm most proud of because the clients loved them because it was creative. It was thinking outside the box. It wasn't saying, oh, you can't do that. Who wants to look like a castle or, a, you know, you know, why would you do that? That's not trendy. I don't care about that. I'm there for the client. They have a designer so they can express their taste, right? So, so you've got to think outside the box. Um, I want to start posting pictures of, again, rooms that I find attractive, rooms that we've done for people. And I'll put little disclaimers, like this is why why we did this. But don't just get stuck with grage. Oy, oy, oy. I don't let my customers do uh, subway tile with white grout anymore. Can't stand it. You're going to walk into every house and say, oh, I know exactly. It's It's like... It's like being from the 70s and having that avocado green refrigerator that everyone had. Um, you know, we have our favorite paint colors, agreeable gray and things. We'll use them, but then I want, you know, color. I usually am talking people into putting teal or, you know, rich navy blue or pumpkin orange, you know, getting some color in. You know, if, if, if again, if it's a young couple, if it's someone that, that 
wants excitement and they want their house to feel alive. You know, you, you need to bring in color and it might take a little pushing. Some people, you know, they're, they're used to something and they, they want to play it safe. But if it's well-designed, again, it's going to be timeless. It's really how you pull the things together. So I'm hoping with this house, so we've got the mint green um, dining room right next to the living room, right? So I found this picture and it's a gorgeous, It's the, the um, article was in Traditional Home, I think it was 2019. Um, and it's an arts and crafts home, beautifully restored arts and crafts home. Very, very, very traditional. You know, big beam ceilings and the detailed work on the fireplaces. And But they had this mint green dining room and it had a great wallpaper on it. And I thought, oh, I bet David's clients would like wallpaper. If they like color like that, they're someone that would like wallpaper. So they might not ask for it, but let's propose it to them. Let's find a spectacular wallpaper that ties colors together and let's propose it to them, right? That's what a designer's for. And then in this dining room, very traditional dining table and chairs, but it had this really cool, funky, modern light fixture. It was the unexpected in such a traditional, classic arts and crafts home. But it's the unexpected that makes it exciting, right? It's the unexpected that that makes people want to get a designer. They want their house to be different, to set apart. I don't want to look like everyone else. So I showed him that picture. Um, and there was another picture. It was a woman. Um, it was a designer who was paying tribute to her grandmother, who always wore bright pink lipstick. She loved that fuchsia color. And so in her home, all the walls were white and she had a very traditional fireplace, very classic. And she had a traditional light fixture. It was the crystals and the brass. And But she painted her fireplace fuchsia, bold, high gloss, almost looked lacquered fuchsia. And it was stunning. And then she had a leopard print pillow and she had a fuchsia settee and she mixed in teals and some other greens and and it was a beautiful, beautiful room. But again, that's not, uh, that you wouldn't get that out of a catalog, right? That's something that you had to be a little creative. You ha- it's like it's like getting your paint box when you're little, you get the Crayola paints and you have all those colors to choose from. And then after you start with just the basic colors, you realize, oh, if I overlap, you know, the, the blue and yellow, I'm going to get green. So let maybe let's overlap some things and then we get something more unique, right? Then I add a little more blue and then I'm getting teal. You need to keep playing with design and, and finding inspiration. Um, I interviewed a new designer for the store this week and she seems fantastic and she's been in the design world and, um, she actually has a design degree, which, you know, isn't, um, as common these days. It's fine. Uh, but we asked her, what, where does she get her inspiration? Like, what's her favorite kind of design to do? Well, she grew up in the theater. She grew up with that dramatic, you know, set dressings and the curtains and the drapes and the lighting was so important and how you highlight things with lighting. And then she was also in the fashion world. She's really involved in the fashion industry in Seattle um, and big galas that they have and um, local, you know, clothing designers. And that's what's drawing me to her. That's why I want her to come work with our team because she's going to bring this freshness to her designs. She's going to bring an opinion and an outside view. She's had inspiration from other places. It's going to make her designs spectacular, 
right? As long as, and this is the, the part, right? We got to make sure that she's good at listening to her clients. Because again, not everyone can have a fuchsia <laughs> fireplace. It's not for everybody. But for those clients that have an open mind, those clients that want, um, you know, well-designed houses, these are the ones that it takes a little finagling and it'll take a little um, gentle pushing and guiding from their designer. But at the end of the day, you know what you're doing, right? You're creating this beautiful space for them. And you just keep showing them um, inspiration and renderings and pictures and, you know, whatever it is so that they can start to see your vision. And that's when you kind, you know, you kindly coax them into something that's a little more offbeat. Um, but those are the houses, those are the clients that, you know, you just see them light up. You know, I can't believe this is my house. I can't believe it's so beautiful. And they're calling their neighbors, come over and see, come over and see, because it's different. And they want to show it off, right? That's, that's what design is to me. I love, I love looking through historical books. I love looking through old magazines. In college, I used to go just look through the old Better Homes and Gardens and um, get inspiration from that. You know, there's there's so many different time periods where you don't, you know, I say I like mid-century modern and people keep trying to, to design my home, Courtney, like, like, like a museum mid-century modern. That's not what I want. I want character pieces. I want everything in my, my house to kind of tell a story. Now, here's one thing that David reminded me when I was telling him I was going to talk about this today. He said, talk about how you have to know when to stop too, right? There are magazine pictures, which I, as long as I've been looking at magazines, which is, again, I got my first subscription to Better Homes and Gardens when I was 12, my own in my name. I was so proud. So I've been looking through magazines for that long. And I used, I got my first Architectural Digest um, subscription in college when I was going to design school. And I honestly, I mean, as much as I love the publication and the pictures are beautiful and it's so worldly and they're these, you know, glamorous houses all over the place. I, I don't know that I've ever found a room that I could live in. And it was almost, it was almost like it was too much. Like they thought to be a designer I have to put as many patterns as I can. I have to put as many opulent things in. I have to put, you know, different colors and I have to be shocking. And that's not the case. I still want a room to be livable. And I can't imagine that every Architectural Digest customer or client that's, that's um, you know, focused on or, or has done a, um, you know, a, a spread in Architectural Digest, I can't imagine that all of those personality types are people that say, I want wild and crazy. I want, you know, if it's expensive and obnoxious, put it in. I can't imagine that. And I would hope that it that those that those rooms weren't designers pushing too hard. You know, that it wasn't designers can get on a power trip and think, if I'm not doing something that's just really over the top, really like, oh, this is fabulous, then it's not real design. Well, that, that's crap. That's not true. Again, a real designer is listening to their client. It's creating the home for their client. It's not a monument to yourself. So there is such a thing as too much. You have to know when to stop, when to pull back. Someone had said to me years ago, and I use this quote all the time, feel free. But if, if everything in a room is spectacular, then nothing's spectacular. It's just a room full of bold things. You need to have places for your eyes to rest. 
You have to have enough negative space. You need to have enough um, non-pattern, non-bold color so that those pieces stand out, so that that jumps out at you. That you think, wow, look at that white fixture's gorgeous. And I love how you chose that. It's so modern with the you know traditional furniture. But it isn't so overwhelming with pattern and color and, you know, crazy gold gilded statues in the corner that, that then, then it just looks like clutter. Then it just gets, it's, it's sensory overload. So yeah, thinking outside the box, fantastic. You know, start mixing patterns. Who says you can't put two different kinds of stripes together or different plaids or, you know, we used to not mix navy blue and black. That was a design no-no. And when I first designed it, you had to have, you know, one plaid, one floral, one stripe, one solid, you know, and one texture. It was usually chenille back in the the early 90s and 2000s. Um, But now the rule book's gone. So really sky's the limit. You can mix any patterns you want. You can mix old with new. You can mix gold and silver in the same room. It's crazy. I know. Back in the day, if you chose brass, if you chose a brass light fixture, every accessory, every table, everything in the room, well, we didn't do brass back in the 90s or 2000s. It was, it was uh, iron and silver then, but everything had to be the same. But now it's an expression of yourself. It, we want people to express themselves. We want them to be courageous, right? And, and to be a little vulnerable, to, to show people what they really like. It always comes back to, as a designer, you're kind of a therapist, but you've got to pull that stuff out of them. But once you do, those are the homes that you're going to be the most proud of. Those are the ones that you think, oh, I nailed this. That customer loves their house and they're not changing anything. That's, that's what I'm happy about. That's what gets me excited about being a designer is creating things for other people and making other people happy. That's the best part of this job. So being a little bold, right? A little adventurous, um, knowing when to push someone out of their comfort zone, you know, start with navy blue. It's a classic, it's a traditional enough color that, you know, you can talk almost anyone in to adding blue. Then you can add a little pumpkin. Then you can add a little, you know, mint green with it or, or, um, the peach colors that are coming back. Oh, the eighties are coming back. Can I handle it? I hope. But but that's when you get, again, you, they trust you at this point and you've listened to them and they start to open up about trying some new things, thinking outside the box. Like maybe I could have a leopard print pillow. Well, it might be kind of cool. You know, I've never thought about doing, you know, an acrylic table or, um, you know, a really modern light fixture. But now that you mention it, that would be really great. I could see us, you know, living with that and just loving it. So you want your clients to love the pieces, right? But you've got to have the balance and scale. You can't have everything crazy. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people who are too crazy <laughs> into giving, again, some calm, some places for your eyes to rest so that those, those special pieces, the art pieces, the things that, that they really fell in love with so they can, they can shine, that they can be the star of the show. It's a lot of that little finagling with your with your design clients. Again, you know, I've talked about every episode. I talk about how personal design is. Um, you know, you're getting to know someone's life because they live in this house. It isn't just for a snapshot, for an Instagram shot. 
this is their life. They eat breakfast looking at this room. So make it someplace that, that reflects them. It's exciting. It's well-designed and timeless, not over the top, but that you've, you've stretched your wings a little as a designer and you've used that God-given talent to, to really help someone, um, you know, reflect who they are in their house. That's how you build a successful design business. That's how you get talked about. That's how people sing your praises because they love that you listened and they love that you got them to try something a little daring and it's going to look good, right? You know, you know, the whole room is going to look great when it's all pulled together. So you have that confidence. You're going to spread that to them and then they're just going to be proud of it. They're calling all their neighbors. I guarantee you they're having barbecues and you'll be invited. You'll get Christmas cards. And um, that, that really is, it's, it's, it's an honor. It's an honor to be part of someone's family, but it takes the time. You've got to, again, be creative. Test yourself, you know, this week. Start, instead of just looking at Instagram, go to Barnes & Noble or, you know, get it, go dig out your old design magazines. Because if you love design, I guarantee you, you have stacks of them like I do. Everyone hoards their design magazines. But when was the last time you looked through them? Go through and, you know, go back. I'm going to have, I should get out my 80s because I've got some 80s. Um, and see, what what were we doing in the 80s that now this new breed of designers that didn't live through the 80s, didn't live through mauve, <laughs> now that they're bringing it back, you know, how do we interpret that now? How do we make it fresh and new and different so that our, you know, even our older customers that lived through the 80s, it's a little more nostalgia but it's also fashion forward. You know, keep that creativity going. Never stop learning. Um, I used to tear the pages out, and I still do, uh, and um, put them up on a big board just for my inspiration. Uh, in design school, we were taught to have a file folder and label each one. Well, now you can even, you know, if you go on Pinterest and and or digital digital magazines and you're clipping out pictures and you can save them on a Pinterest board or you can save them in your, um, you know, your drive or whatever, but keep reviewing them. There's a reason you pulled out those pictures and keep that inspiration fresh, keep it exciting and keep stretching yourself as a designer. You need to don't get, don't get stuck in a rut, right? Keep pushing yourself, pushing your clients. That's how you're going to really grow. And, and become a relevant designer, right? Knowing the history, knowing the future, and mixing them together and sticking with that, you know, form as to follow function. You've got your patterns, you've got your textures, you've got your colors, and they're all harmonious, right? And they all work together to create a beautiful, well-designed room. That's the magic sauce for building a successful design business. I hope I've given you a little bit to think about, a little inspiration, uh, Jump outside that box, people. <laughs> Start getting creative and happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcast and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.